Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are rolling with the latest episode of College Questions. We're so glad you're listening in. And today's question is, why is obedience so important? Now, when I think of this question, I think of a verse in Scripture, John chapter 14. In fact, this is a repeated theme throughout the whole chapter 14 of John. And you see it in uh, verse 15 when Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commands. He repeats it again in verse 21. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. And so we're going to talk about this, about obedience and why is it important, maybe even a little bit of how you learn to obey. And so this is a big topic and we're excited to talk about it. I'm mm. excited to welcome back my good friend, Ted Styles, joining us again today. What's Ted, up? Thanks for coming. <laughs> Glad you're here, man. So what do you think about part dos? What do you think about this obedience issue and uh, why, why, why is it so important? I, I really don't like obedience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obedience is a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. It's keeping it real. Okay. Um, why? Why is that? It's, it's because I have a flesh and my flesh is really strong and I have to kill it on a daily basis. Um, man, uh, it's a, it's my battle. And okay. so it's, it's a war. And so, uh, some things never go away. And so mm -hmm. I, it is an absolute battle. And so obedience, um, I think it's more natural and more automatic. Um, it becomes a desire of the heart, the more you grow in a relationship. Um, but I don't know that it's ever just, um, something that we innately do out of our own nature. Mm -hmm. I think it's just completely Holy spirit driven. Um, there's like Paul says, there's nothing in this flesh that desires yep. to follow the Lord or do what he says. Well, and I appreciate you kind of right off the gate saying, how <laughs> I don't like because well, we see that in Paul, what's the passage where he talks about, you know, the, the things I want to do, that's yeah. what I'm not doing and everything I don't want to do. That's actually what I am doing. And he's talking right. about this war within his heart. Yes. And you see that. And so Very it probably, real. it probably is important. Let me ask you this because I want to establish this because yeah, I talk to a lot of students who confuse this with salvation. So, you know, a lot of people, what I mean by that is that a lot of people are looking at God's commands and they're attempting to obey them so that they can be saved. Right. Right. So how do you hold oh, that's there, a that, whole box right there, man. That's true. But I'm saying, that, yeah. And we, well, well, okay. So keep going with that. And well, that, I just want to yeah. clarify because I meet a lot of students. Right. If I ask them the question, what right. percent chance do you have of going to heaven? Right. And right. they'll say 85, 90, 95. Hey, what's that 5% holding you back? And you know what it is? It's always something they're doing or not doing. Absolutely. Now, here's what's interesting. In, in our setting, nine times out of a 10, that student does know Jesus. They do know God. Right, right. They don't but, understand him. 
Yes, because what's happened is they've take they've taken the commands. Mm-hmm. So whether it's something, hey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, right? Like any, <laughs> I just went blank, man. What's a command? Uh, yeah, they, if you if um, well, the twelve commandments. Yes, that's right. So you know, uh, do not lie. I'd be like, man, I know right. I've been lying. You know, whatever. Or, Love or, one another. Exactly. So it's <sighs> either something they're doing or not doing, which means they're basing salvation on their obedience. Right. Okay. This is not biblical. Right. Right. Right, let's just be clear. This is not, that's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Why is it important to get that straight before we start talking about obedience in depth? Why is it important to understand salvation properly? Because one is freedom and one is captivity. Thank you. That's so good. That's awesome. Why, why, why is it captivity? So captivity, if you're, if you're okay, so let's, let's get the behind that really quick. One is captivity. One is freedom. Uh, and one is surviving and one is thriving. If you're surviving your relationship with Christ, probably something might be wrong in your filter of what that looks like. Uh, not that it's not all it, not that it's all easy, but if it is burdensome to have mm. a relationship with Christ, something probably might be a little off in your understanding mm. of the theology. So it really, to me, comes back to understanding covenant relationship versus contractual relationship. Okay. What do you mean? By so that? if we understand our relationship with Christ in a covenant, just like covenant marriage, we are having a covenant between two people in a covenant relationship that we have in salvation with Christ, right? Just the salvation Excel mm-hmm. itself. Let's break that down in covenant. He is saying that I am keeping my promise no matter what you do. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, so you let a person begins a relationship with Christ. They accept Christ. They acknowledge their need for a savior. Um, they confess their sins. That initial step into handing their life over to Christ happens. And later on down the road, something happens. They fall into sin, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I say that all of a sudden I am now depart or that is stripped from me, or mm-hmm. I take myself out of relationship, it flies in the face of the power of God. Why? Because it's God through his son that is, is the sealing through the Holy Spirit of that covenant relationship. Mm. That's his character. Mm. That's not my character. That's his character. So once we are his, we are sealed. Scripture says that we are sealed to the day of redemption. Mm. Okay. So it, no longer matters in a sense when it comes to salvation That's right. uh, of, of me keeping that salvation Good. up. Good. It That's is right. a covenant promise that God says, I am sealing you. And so therefore my action or my behavior or my ma- lack of love towards him, because as you said in John one, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, my mm-hmm. love wavers almost on a daily basis Mm. to the father. If my salvation is based on my love towards him and not his covenant bond Mm. with me, I'm in trouble. So to thrive in that relationship, I have to understand covenant. That's good. And understand that my position in Christ is secure because of him, not my behavior. I think of Romans eight and I pulled it up here. Verse 31. 
what then shall we say in response to these things? Right. And you go back. But he, uh, mm. it is God. Uh, mm. If God is for us, who can be against That's us? That's right. That's right. One of my favorite verses, verse 32, chapter 8. He who did not spare his own son, mm. but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Mm. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's right. God who justifies. Right. Who then? Who is the one that who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Right. Shall right. trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness mm. or danger or sword? As it, is, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him mm. who loved us. For I'm convinced. That's key right there. Yes. And then here's the kind of the a great kind of assurance of salvation. Mm. Verse the verses 38 and 39 for i'm convinced that neither death nor mm. life mm. neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers Hallelujah. neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation mm. which includes you and i mm. will be able to separate us from the love that's of god right. that's right that is in christ jesus mm -hmm. so you know i'm with you man and i i kind of look at it like how we saw jesus kind of give this invitation of or kind of perspective in John 14. If you love me, you will obey my commands. Right, right. And But that's I, speaking that's to us, not yes, his character. Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. that's exactly right. Like, yes. And I kind of look at it like this. When a relationship is established, as you pointed out, so when we come to faith in Christ, mm -hmm. like as Romans has repeatedly shown us in the entirety of Scripture, it's like, by grace through faith, by grace through faith. It is mm -hmm. a gift, mm -hmm. right? Freely mm -hmm. given. When we accept that gift, we get the Holy Spirit. We get relationships with right. God. However, as you pointed out rightly so earlier, the flesh does not just go away. It's there too. Amen. So this is, this is the reason why this discussion <laughs> is important. But I do just want to on the front end say, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're not talking salvation right mm -mm. here. Mm -mm. We're not talking earning our way to be with God. What we're talking That's about. Good. That's good. We are talking about that we have established a relationship mm. and we ha God has loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. he, he's done this. God has shown us and is gracious every day with a new day for the sun to come up. I guess what I'm thinking is for the rest of this conversation mm. is that now let us look at how we have the opportunity to get to love God back. I think it's the two greatest invitations that I'll never fully understand till the day I die. Mm -hmm. Number one, that God would invite us to know him through Christ, mm -hmm. right? Like that. How insane is that? Mm -hmm. To your point of what you said, I don't have to get my life together first. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't have to do anything mm -mm. other than, mm -mm. well, what does it say? I mean, John five twenty four. Jesus says, whoever hears these words of mine, and believes him who sent me that's right has eternal life that's and right. will not be condemned he has crossed from death to life yeah. so i hear the words and i and i accept the word i believe in jesus that's right relationship established mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. now the opportunity now something new happens mm -hmm. now i have the opportunity to love god back right so really when we're talking about obedience i think it's helpful it's helped me to think about it. we're talking about if I'm going to make the most of, of while I'm here on this earth, getting to love God back to Jesus's point, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
with that said, mm. bringing it back to where you started, I, I did kind of want to just no, yeah, <laughs> divert sure. to salvation because yeah. in our context, I've seen that so much in students' lives. Oh my word, yeah. That so many people yeah. they 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 start out, man. They they trust in Christ, a hundred percent gift. Right. Like this, I, this is freely given. God, thank you. And then somewhere along the lines, right, it it, yeah. it shifts and it changes. So I think that's healthy to yeah. establish freedom because that helps me move forward in this discussion to bring clarity on salvation. Now, that's great. Let's, let's talk about loving that's God. That's so good. Now to bring it back to you, to where to your reality and my reality, which mm-hmm. is true for all of us, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Ted, why is it not? Why why is something obedience we laugh and we say I don't like it? Like, why, why why is that? I know you referenced on this earlier, and we've kind of mm-hmm. hit it, flesh mm-hmm. and spirit. How do you reconcile those two things at war when it comes to obedience to God? There is no reconciling them; they're unreconcilable. Um, I mean, I I know what you're asking. No, I, yeah. I'm, um, and and I I think I'll probably retract my statement at the beginning of saying I hate disobedience. It's not that I hate <laughs> disobedience. Um, uh. I think you said I don't Obedi- like it. Yeah, okay. it's a struggle. I'll say it that way. Absolutely, it's a struggle. Um, and so I, I want to clarify that. Uh, why? Why is it? Why is it a struggle? Plain and simple, because sin exists on the earth, and it lives inside of us. And Paul, all through Romans, references the battle within. Okay. Uh, and at no point, I think. I think what happens is, is when people come into a relationship with Christ, they have a unrealistic expectation of the future and they've placed an expectation on salvation of the abolishment of sin Mm -hmm. in their life Mm -hmm. or a particular sin in their life. That's a great, great point. Um, and so when that doesn't happen within the first six months of being a believer, Mm. they are disillusioned. And then, um, Psalms, I think it says, uh, David, when he says, um, that a hope deferred makes the heart weary. Mm. And I can speak to that in my own life so much. Um, I have struggled and struggled and struggled um, in my life with, with, um, who I am as a man, who my identity in Christ, um, different forms of addiction, um, sexual purity, you know, all those struggles that maybe when we come to Christ, we think are just going to go away somehow. Mm -hmm. So we place that unrealistic expectation and condition on, salvation on God. Mm. So when that doesn't happen, then well, for forget it. Like you told me there was all this joy and hope and, and everything else. And so when it says that hope deferred, we have to be really careful about how we explain salvation when we're sharing the gospel and keep salvation pure. Mm. What is that we gain in salvation? We gain eternal life. Mm. We don't gain or get freedom from the battle of sin, we get freedom from the curse of sin. Mm, that's a very good distinction. Okay. The battle's not gone. The yeah. curse of sin is gone. You get the opportunity to win some battles now, but it doesn't mean... We have the empowerment to walk through the that's battle. Exa- there you go. Yes. Right? That's really good. Yes. So 
in my own struggles, in my recovery, um, in, in, in the addictions that I've struggled with, um, I know that when I first started my recovery journey, the having a very, very clear idea of what recovery looks like and sanctification, aka purification looks like, mm-hmm. was very freeing for me because God never ever told me, when you follow me, I will take this battle from you. Mm. Ever. Never said mm. that. Well, so you go through the disillusionment stage, mm. you work through all that, and then the grace of God becomes massively huge on the other mm. side of it. Because then you realize that no matter what I face or battle or struggle or even fall again into mm. the love of God, I'm going to start crying. The love of God is still Mm. ever present Mm. and is still does not change. So if God loved me, the purer I got, it cheapens grace and love. Mm. But grace and love is not cheapened if he still loves me in my sick Mm. and in my junk. And so if, if he's going to love me and that condition, it's unconditional, then it's unconditional. Mm. It's not on my performance. I love it, man. I think you point out so many core things to the gospel that I think we're so, we so easily forget. Yeah. And you make a great point about expectations. And I've heard it said once that life is many things, but it's always war. Mm. Mm. And Mm. I do really like that statement because I think sometimes we forget that. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just live as if we're in peacetime always. Mm -hmm. And these wars in our mind and heart and thoughts and attitudes Mm. and perspectives, I mean, before any action even takes place, right? Right. Like all those things that are at war, when we lose sight of that, man, it it messes up all our perspective. Mm. Mm. So you're onto something so good, man, because if we as children of God, can embrace that reality, which is absolutely biblical. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is right. the gospel. It's the gospel. And how much, to your point earlier, when you said it's either, uh, you said freedom or what was the other word you used for the opposite? Oh, of uh, captivity or being, captivity. Yeah. So I love, we're talking Thriving freedom. or striving. It's we're pure talking freedom. freedom. It's pure freedom. I mean, the fact that you're, as you reflect on this truth now, it makes you emotional, mm-hmm. speaks to the mm. reality of the freedom that it brings. Mm. Mm. And let me ask you this, mm. because I've some people, this is not their theology. Yeah. I mean, their theology is, if you know God, mm-hmm. you get it all to re- together. Mm. You, you got it all together. So how does, and then, and I think one reason people fear embracing that truth of, of scriptures, they fear people just doing whatever. So that war you're talking about, I guess they fear like, well, if if you and I can walk out of this room and if we know God right now, yeah, then we can do anything we want to do out there and we still go to heaven. Right. I think some people fear that we'll run out of there and do whatever. Mm. Mm. But how does for you to embrace what you just shared, mm-hmm. how does that motivate your heart and mind to want to obey? Because I don't see... Mm. 
anything in my heart that wants to go do anything I want to do. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like understanding like to the scriptures, we love because he first loved us. When I, when I can embrace what you just shared, if I truly grasp that Mm. there's nothing in my heart that wants to go do stupid stuff or to make it very practical, like it doesn't, it actually inspires me to be all the more sensitive to which ways the Holy Spirit is pointing things out in my flesh that mm. are wrong and mm. that need to go or need to change. Right. right. It actually does that. Right. Right. How have you seen that in your life, man, just inspire you to to help oh. you through those things when you understand the gospel properly? Uh, I, I can't remember the reference, uh, but the verse that says it's your kindness, Lord, that leads me to repentance. Mm, it's Romans two, isn't it? Romans two. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's your kindness, Lord. Mm. It's not your discipline and it's not your thumb and it's mm. not your law. It's your kindness, Lord, that leads mm. us to repentance. If we shouted the love of God, as much as we do the condemnation or the judgment of God, Mm. I think we would see a revival hit like we've never seen before. But we don't like to embrace that because we as human beings have to do something, especially in Western culture. We are doers and we are achievers. And so our mindset as a culture is, what do I have to do to achieve? Mm. That is that is not biblical no. in, in, in a salvation sense. Yes. Um, so we tried to kind of, I don't know, maybe subconsciously apply that to salvation. And we put the cart before the horse. When the relationship spawns and the love spawns the desire to obey, mm. then obedience becomes less about fear and more about, I just want to do what you tell mm. me to do. Yeah. And I didn't. I just realized I never concluded my two greatest invitations. Like the first one being that God would invite us to know him. Mm. The second being that he would invite us to love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, yeah. that that is. I think we have to be um, really, really aggressive on what we fill our minds with. Mm. And the deeper that we go into what salvation truly, 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 truly is, and the depth of that, and how that ekes into all the areas of our lives and how that applies, we talk about salvation and the gospel. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. The deeper that we go into that, and the Holy Spirit through the word of God or the word of God through the Holy spirit awakens our hearts and our minds. Then the obedience will become a desire. Mm. Now, does that mean that we wait for the heart to just radically desire it Mm. before we obey? No, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> um, when, when you, you have four kids, yeah. you, you are every day, all day desiring your kids to obey, mm-hmm. right? Without them understanding why, 
without them. Well, it's a under, so, you know, now yeah. in the process of that, as they get older, you're going to explain why. But when they are not understanding you as a parent, a responsible parent, a biblical parent are asking them just to trust your heart. So it's interesting you bring this up. I thought of my kids too, because it, yeah. it is such a good parallel to us yeah. and God. And he uses so much family language in the New mm. Testament. And mm -hmm. I think that's purposeful. Mm -hmm. So God has really used like parenting and me as a father and trying to be a good daddy to teach me mm -hmm. and rebuke me and correct me and all mm -hmm. these things. Right. So right. we had an interesting... Because he loves you. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So we had an interesting interaction this morning and it was a challenging one mm. because <laughs> to your point i'm trying to help all of my children understand just basic responsibilities like hey when you wake up here's here's four or five things that you should just naturally just do <laughs> this should just, <laughs> just this should just should be no <laughs> this should just be routine right and, you right. know mm -hmm. i love my children uh and regardless of what they do or don't do they're always going to be my children right uh, to our That'll point preach. earlier. That'll preach. And so, you know, I love them and I want them to learn and mm. I want them to thrive, you know, right. without me. One day I'll be dead and gone and I, I want them to be thriving so that I got to teach them while I can. Mm -hmm. So I caught myself saying, hey, because they weren't happy with what I was saying. <laughs> and yes. And. I raised my voice, not yelling, but I was raising my voice. My kids, my kids will say, you're yelling. I'm like, no, I'm raising my voice because you, <laughs> you don't listen. If I speak at a normal tone, y'all are, you don't hear that. I wonder if God does that with us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't uh -huh, know. Uh -huh. yeah, I, you know, yeah, I do go ahead. remember yeah. that passage in Galatians where Paul's like, if I were with you, I'd change my tone. I think, right. I think he would have raised his voice. Right. No, and no. I, you know, but anyway, there's about, so anyway, yeah. we, we, uh, so yeah. I told them though, I was like, look, I, I'm, it's not my job to get you to like me. Oh, that's not my job. That's good. Like my job is to teach you, to instruct you. And hopefully one day you may not realize it now, mm. but one day I literally said this to him. I said, one day when you grow up, hopefully you'll look back and realize it was me loving you through all that. Because mm. right now you think I'm just making your life miserable. That's right. But I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I am. I am. But it's for a purpose. <laughs> and let's be honest. It's it's it to be fair. They don't have the perspective I have. That's it right there. That's it right there that you just answered your question. That's it. So God has the perspective that we have. He's don't. got the perspective That's right. That's right. that I don't have and you don't have. That's right. And we have to trust that even when we don't see it right now. Because to your point, mm. obedience is sometimes out of the love of our heart. There are occasions yes. when my children will gladly obey. And man, that's really cool. There and you other, notice the difference, don't you? Yes. Right. But here's the thing. It actually pleases me for them to do both. I'm happier when they just, it's a joyful thing. But because you know they got it. That's right. Right. That's right. Right. When they're doing it and they're mad about it and they got a, a sour look on their face as they do it mm -hmm. and their attitude's bad and they're mumbling the whole time and all that <laughs> stuff, that's fine. But you know what I love about that? That's part of the process. That's right. That's that if right. They, if, they're that's do, right. if they do it, at some point, mm. they're going to realize the wisdom of it. Mm -hmm. they, mm. Even if they don't see it now. Mm -hmm. And so I think for obedience discussion, it is important to, as we think about the commands of God, to 
ask ourselves, how do I do this? Yeah. How do I apply this command of Scripture to my life? Sometimes it's easy, like do everything without complaining. That will be a pretty easy one to evaluate in your life. What am I complaining about? We don't even have to ask if we're complaining because oh we are. So it's oh not. Oh my gosh! It's Put not, that on the list. It's not. <laughs> it's not. God, am I complaining? It's God. Will you show me what I've been complaining about? Because a lot of times we're just blind to it. No, we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up. Or we like, justify it. We'll say like, oh, right. I just I just need to vent. That's Let how we just that, process this. I just with need you. to I just need to get right. this out. It's like, no, you need to complain. <laughs> is what you're doing. Right. Right. So, right. or gossiping. Point is, sometimes it's easy like that. Right. Other times, well, let's be honest. Like the Great Commission. Mm. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Okay, well, yeah, teaching them to obey. Mm-hmm. So the command is to teach them to obey, right? To make disciples, how will you teach them to obey? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a, that, okay, well, how do I do that? Right? Well, the way you teach pe- people to obey is going to look different than me. And even what we teach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, obviously it's to p- teach them all I have commanded you. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying we exclude mm-hmm. things. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we mm-hmm. teach them all that Jesus yeah. has commanded. My point is God does I think we teach the things best that God has done the most work in us, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the things that he mm-hmm. shed light in right. the most in us, we're going to teach those the easiest. Right, right. And right. so my point is, though, even if you and I have the same avenue that we're teaching, it's going to look a little different. My point is we've got to ask the question, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Whether it's an easy command, mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. lie, right? Right. Or a more challenging one. Because yeah. the scriptures are filled with instruction. And I think you have to draw a distinction between desire and ability. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what do you mean by that? So I might not desire to do and obey immediately, but I always have the ability to obey. Mm, okay, got you. Does that... Oh, yeah, it's you know, First Peter, right? I, I, you have been given everything you need for life and godliness. So, so we don't have any excuses. Exactly. That's good. His His commandments... Assume his enablement. That's like good. we were talking about last week. I like that. Yeah. His commandments. We got everything we needed when we put faith in Christ. So therefore, the bar is raised to if you're not obeying, guess whose side of the table the issue is with? Yeah, exactly. It ain't God. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's you know, so exactly right. um, the yeah, issue is all on this side of the well, table. Exactly. To bring it back to Jesus, he's love. He has loved us. He's displayed his love for us. Yeah. He continues to display love for us. So it's the issue is with our missing out on the opportunity to love him back. We are not making the most of it. So how do we, back to your question, how do we, how do we learn to obey? Or if you're a teacher, how do we teach people to obey if we're making yep. disciples? Yep. Right. Um, we only learn by doing. And we have to understand that it is a dual partnership between action and a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And we cannot wait just simply for our heart and mind to catch up, Mm. quote unquote, catch up to the desire. There are things that I have to do whether I like it or not. Mm. I cannot, you know, do I wait for my heart to catch up to not want to look at pornography? No, Mm. no. It is a direct commandment in the word of God, black and white, Mm. that lust is a sin Mm. all the way into our mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there is not any 
gray area within that. Mm. And so am I going to wait for my heart to desire not to look mm. at pornography? No. No, the fact is, is that obedience needs to be immediate because it is a sin. Mm. It's an act of sin. It's mm. an act of my choice to violate the law of God. And so it's through repentance and confession and, 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 and uh, um, even to a fellow man, um, to a brother in Christ. Mm. Um, and it, there has to be repentance. There has to be repentance. I have to initially see that act as a violation of God's word. Well, what I hear you saying is that if we're learning to, to love God, by Jesus' definition, love for God is to obey him, it's to do what he says. Mm. It's a process, right? Like I, you, like Part it's not, of it is a process. Like it's not, it's not flip a switch. Okay, it's a process in the sense of learning, but once the Holy Spirit has revealed it to you, if you violate that after that, it's a sin. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. You see uh, what I'm saying? Yep. Because some things we are not aware of in the sins of our life, mm. right? Because maybe we've, like, I lived years and years and years and years and years addicted to pornography, mm. right? Obviously, I knew that was a sin, but that is a product of an inner issue, mm. which is idolatry, lust, pride, arrogance, fantasy, all of those things. So if that's just the tip of the iceberg, the issues are all below the water, mm. the water. So I have to attack those issues. Well, underneath that addiction um, is I want control. Mm. I don't want a real relation. I mean, all those things. And when those start, I, I, I tell people all the time going to celebrate recovery, I'll, you know, uh, celebrate recovery is not a fruit ministry. It's a root ministry mm. because when you attack the root and the root is healthy, the fruit will take care of itself. Mm. Yeah. So we come at people expecting them to change, mm. except Christ. Boom. Your action will change. No, no. At salvation, that is the beginning point of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit mm. for change. At that point, what really we need to do is start going into addressing the heart issues. The fruit mm. will take care of itself. Mm. Them walking yeah. away from addiction yeah. or codependency or anger or resentment, but all that kind of stuff, that will be a fruit of the heart change within. Mm. And that frustrates the, pr the, the process of... Um, uh, evangelism mm. and sanctification if that's really not targeted or understood hmm. man there's a lot to think about with this it's tons I, uh, it's it tons <laughs> well, and I didn't, we didn't really even get into it but you know there's the the learning to obey well, the learning to obey the commands of God are very simple they're not easy yes that that's yeah it's uh he it's, tells it's, you it's not. Are you saying I've thought about this lately? It's not complicated. It's no. extremely difficult. Yes, it's extremely, but it's not complicated. So let's not make it complicated. No, um, I do. I, I'm thinking as we're listening, you know, mm -hmm. you and I have mentioned a few commands from Scripture. Right. I think if we're going to really love God through obeying God, we got to know what his word says, which is I know that's like so simple, but. I really feel like we don't read the Bible enough to even biblical uh, literacy, I would say is that's what whew, I'm saying. So yeah. uh, let me just get into some practical things. 
you know, if you're listening, it's like, well, how do I learn to obey God? Well, you got to read the word. You've got to listen to the word. You got to take in all those ways you want to take in God's word. Do it. Memorize, study, meditate, listen, hear it. Without that, mm, yeah. Without that, we can't do it. How do you there's, know? No, there's you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And and thus I would say, you're missing out on all these opportunities to love God. So you got to know His Word. And then there's this really interesting thing that I've thought about a lot in the last year. There are tensions in Scripture, not contradictions, just tensions, right? So one tension, and I think you've kind of hinted at it, and it's one, it's it's so strange, and it's probably worth a whole episode podcast, but I'll just reference it. Write it, it. down. Write it yeah, down. Write it down. I'll just reference it. Yeah. It's that tension of when I know there's a command to obey, whether it's something in my life that needs to go or something I need to embrace and do, right? Like, Because it's one of those two things, right? When it mm-hmm. comes to commands, there's either things that we need to take on and mm-hmm. p- make a part of our life. Mm-hmm. Or there's something we need to get rid of in our life, right? Like right. It's one of those two things. I feel right. like you can put everything in those two umbrellas. One of those two, right? Again, we're talking about loving God. So when it comes to that, who does that? Is it me or is it God? And what I've seen in the scriptures is it's both, right? It is both. And that's probably, like I said, you know, and I... It's a fun discussion, though, because I feel like what happens is people expect mm. for God to just do it all. Mm. Like, like, it's yes. like, I'm just going to wake up and, and, and it's like, it's all going to I'm going to want to do God's will. But there's magically. all these scriptures <laughs> like Proverbs 13, 4, a slugger craves and gets nothing. But the desires of the diligent are mm. fully satisfied. Mm. There's verses like Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance. No, let us throw off throw, throw off everything right. that hinders right. and the sin hinders. that so easily mm-hmm. entangles. So who's throwing, who's responsible for doing that? Right. So again, then you got other like oh, it's uh, Philippians one six. He who began a good work in you will do what? Carry it on to Be the completion of Christ. Complete who's doing that? It ain't me, right? So there is this. Lord. Mis- I, I'm just going with there's a mysterious working, and I can't explain it. But both are at work. But I think, you know, there's a really cool thing, I think, that happens when we seek to obey God, that the Holy Spirit's inside of us, making us aware of the war within us and our heart, mind, all Mm. these things Mm. that's helping us along, helping us respond. You know, you mentioned repentance earlier. It's helping us when we do fall to respond in a proper way. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Not to run from those things, but actually to dig into it and figure out what's the root of these issues. I got got to get to this. I got to figure it out. It's response. So it's, it's a lot of things that work there. And so I just, it is, it's not complicated, but those two things are at work together. God obviously has done and continues to his, do his part fully well. So to what you said earlier, if there's something falling short, it's not on him, it's on me. Right. So right. I think, you know, that's where I think we've got to know commands. We've got to explore and ask hard questions, have honest discussions with our yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, and so with no shame, with no shame. And there's a lot. My goodness. This will be a repeated. So, this will be a repeated mm. episode because it's such a crucial thing. And, um, you know, I hope and pray that everybody mm. listening understands the heart of what we're saying. And I, I appreciate you, yeah. Ted, for just your heart behind your wanting to obey God is out of a pure love and out of an under proper understanding of how God has loved you and mm. does love you now and will mm. always love you.
that's so good and healthy. Mm. Man, are there any closing thoughts you have before we close out? Yeah, just one very simple one because I, I like just practical application because sometimes I think too much about it and make it too complicated. Um, if I walked into a doctor's office, into a surgeon's office, I'm, I'm on the table and I'm expecting him to know how to perform the surgery that he's about to perform. And he simply says, you know, I haven't really, I kind of cheated in med school. I didn't really read my books. Um, I haven't really kind of flushed all this out yet. I'm kind of still discovering new things. Uh, and so we're just going to see what happens. <laughs> we're, we're just going to kind of let this organically go. Um, I'm probably going to have a panic attack and jump off the table. That's right. We would never, ever yeah. expect a doctor to know how to obey and go through procedure if he had not studied. Mm. So why would we ever expect ourselves to know what to do if we don't study? Mm. That's a good word. I think practical application, yeah. study the word. We have to know the word. Study the Bible. Study God's word. The Holy Spirit wrote it. It's so good. And you I know. will say, I think one of the most helpful things for me learning to obey in specific areas was memorizing scripture because those verses, the Holy Spirit was, it was just helping me. So it was beyond like just taking in God, which really when I say that, I'm saying I was taking in God's word more than just once a week on a Sunday morning, right? Like it was happening on a daily basis. When that happens, obedience, I think naturally is inspired. So I'm with you, man. I think we've got, we can make it real simple. You got to stay in the word, man, get in the word often, you just got to do it. What does so. he say the power comes from? It's yeah, the word of God. It's the word. It's the mm, word. So good. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Um, and mm. uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. we got more episodes lined up. We're excited to get those out to you. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging you to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless. <laughs>